0: Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of Ask Anything presented by Mosher Consulting. I'm your host, Angel Leon, Mosier's Director of Personnel. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about job benchmarking with our very own Shana Mosher. Shana is the Learning and Development Manager at Mosher Consulting and has been with the company for over 10 years. Her focus is on logistics, client relations, distribution and debriefing of assessments through Target Training International and helping others be their best. She's certified in DISC, driving forces, emotional intelligence, and job benchmarking. In her free time, she enjoys sports and spending time with her husband, four boys, and their two dogs. Shauna, it's great to have you with us on Ask Anything. How are you?
1: I'm good. Thank you for having me today.
0: Oh, absolutely. This is a great topic, one that I'm really looking forward to. And so let's start, as we always do on Ask Anything, with the basics. For those who are listening, what is job benchmarking?
1: Job benchmarking essentially is a tool. It's a tool we use to basically set and measure the standard for all our job roles. And it lets us see a side to potential candidates, potential employees that we might not see just from their resume. It lets us see their behaviors. It lets us see their motivators. It lets us see their soft skills or competencies and how well they have those developed by being able to look at the how behind their actions, the why behind their actions, what gets them excited about this job role, what gets them out of bed in the morning, and what skills have they been able to grow in previous careers or previous trainings?
0: Yeah. And like you mentioned, it is a tool. I mean, it is part of your toolbox, as I like to call it, because you get from the moment that person hits submit and submits that resume, if the recruiters or the software that you're using likes them, then you get to have a phone call with them at first, and then, you know, insert your hiring process, whatever you guys do in your organization. For us, we do this very early in our hiring stages, because we want to make sure that we provide all of our leaders with the information, not just from the aspect of the first phone call that our recruiters do, but also from this point of view. So what is the process of benchmarking a position?
1: So we start with subject matter experts. We take, you know, those at the top of their field and we bring them together and we talk about key accountabilities. We talk about what does this job role require, not necessarily how the SMEs would do the job, but what do we need in the specific job role? What kind of communication styles do we need? You know, based on their disk profile, do we need someone who is going to be really good at customer focus if this is a client-facing job role? We bring together those subject matter experts. We go through those key accountabilities, and they kind of just give me everything that's needed for that job role. After that, We use Target Training International, the company that provides our assessments, and we use what is called a Trimetrics DNA Talent Assessment. Those subject matter experts then complete that assessment Thinking about those key accountabilities and the job role, what are we looking for specifically? What top seven competencies or soft skills do we want that someone in this job role to have? Is it important that they have leadership skills? Things like that. After we've done that, we compile the talent assessment from the SMEs, and then we can create the benchmark From that, and it will show us those top seven competencies. It will show us the ideal disc style, and it will show us what motivators or driving forces are important in that job role. And I will say, job benchmarking is not the be all end all. We don't look at a a candidate and only go on what their job benchmark says. It's a piece Mm -hmm. of the puzzle, it's a tool in our kit, like you said before. And we are then able to have a potential candidate, complete another assessment, and from that we create a gap report. That shows us, just like it sounds, where are the gaps in what the job benchmark standard is and where this person is in this point in time. All of these things, these skills, your DISC profile, your driving forces, they can shift and they can change and we can certainly grow competencies. If you have a lower score, maybe in say something like time and priority management, we're able to grow that skill. But it tells us ahead of time, this person is probably going to need some help growing that skill. And so the whole process gives us a really kind of big picture of what we're looking at in a candidate. It can also be used for internal promotions. And, you know, we can look at that big picture and say, okay, here's here's what we're looking at. After a candidate is hired, we then talk to each new employee and we go through their reports that they took in that interview process. And we're able to help them see, here's some of my strengths. Here's maybe where some of my challenges are. And we talk through those. It helps with self-awareness and it helps with the coworkers that they're going to be now working with.
0: That is quite a process. And from a candidate standpoint, if I'm looking at it from the outside looking in, it's amazing at all the things that you can find about yourself, really, when you go through one of these profiles, one of these tests that you mentioned, because once they get on board, like you mentioned, and discuss it with you, then it's a whole different ballgame. Then they can see what strengths they have, maybe what they could be working on moving forward as they join the organization. And so it really brings a lot of valuable information, not just for the candidate, but as you mentioned, to their team managers, if they so choose, to their teammates, if they do want to share that with everybody that's, that they're going to be working with. Of course, we take make sure to take all the precautions to keep that information all to on the wraps unless the individual allows us to share that. But it can also be used, as you mentioned, internally for promotions. I can say that I took the testing before I joined Mosher. And then when I took on this role as director of personnel, I retook the test, which is about a couple of years, if I remember correctly, right after I took the initial one. And it showed a, a different me, if you will. <laughs> I scored higher on different things, but it's because our way of thinking changes, right? So that's what makes us look different in in these testing environments. Am I correct, Shana?
1: Absolutely. And I always tell new hires when we're going through those reports, I encourage them to retake the assessment, you know, six to nine months down the road and see what skills have I grown since being at Mosier. And so that's an important point you make is, you know, those things can change based on on where we're at in our life, what emotionally significant events are happening to us, things like that.
0: Because a lot of it's not just your professional life, obviously, it takes into consideration how you are thinking from a personal standpoint, too. So it's very interesting. I, I find it very interesting. I'm a huge proponent of this. And I always tell Shauna that. So Shauna, I wanna know how important and essential is it for organizations to do these kinds of testing?
1: Absolutely essential. Mosier comprised a list of top 10 hiring mistakes that we see in organizations and not doing job benchmarking was number one on that list. We have the tools at our fingertips. Why not use them? Why not get as much insight as you can on a potential candidate? Why not tailor your interview to, you know, what we can look and see is that person's disc profile and that person's communication style. Tailor the interview. Make them feel at ease. Ask questions that speak to their style. Ask questions that speak to their driving forces. Let's see where your skills are. What what are some things we know we might have to train you up on from the start to set you up for success in your new job right. role
0: and that actually leads to leads nicely to my next question which has to do with the cost of hiring i mean nowadays cost of hiring the wrong person has really boomed overall across the board across all industries so how do how does job benchmarking play a role in that
1: Great question. Job benchmarking, I would say, plays probably the biggest role in that. Zipio, which is a career research platform, found some interesting data about hiring and the cost of turnover. So the average cost of hiring a new employee is about $4,425 for non-executives. For executives, that cost jumps up to $14,936. In general, it costs about 40% of an employee's base salary to hire a new employee. And it takes 36 to 42 days to fill an average position in the United States. And companies are losing up to $98 per day, at the very least, with an employee vacancy. Not to mention that turnover is just bad for morale. When you see this happening in your, in your company, it, it doesn't give people a warm, fuzzy feeling. And so if we can get the right people in the right seats from the beginning, it's going to mitigate turnover and everyone is going to feel a lot more successful and satisfied.
0: Absolutely. And that obviously, as you mentioned, helps with morale, makes sure that you have the right person, the right individual for those roles. So Shauna, finally, what advice would you give to organizations who aren't currently benchmarking their positions?
1: One word, retention. Don't wait. These tools, we have these tools to help you. Why not give yourself that extra bit of insight that you can't necessarily get from a resume or even possibly from an interview. If someone is maybe not a great interviewer, use these benchmarks. I actually give our hiring directors that will be doing the interviews, I'm able to give them a set of uniform questions based on some of these soft skills, especially in the IT world. That's not always what a hiring director would be thinking about. Mm -hmm. Um, They're thinking about that hard, (laughs) those hard skills and, you know, what, what can this person do, but I'm able to give them those questions to ask around the benchmark and around where that person is to help the interview be more successful.
0: Well, and it's very important, especially that you provide them with those questions, because nowadays culture is so important to an organization. And so you can have the hard skills, you can come in having all the certifications in the world. But if you can't get along with your team, then it's kind of hard to to really hire somebody like that.
1: Yes. And, you know, by looking at the job benchmark, we can actually take where that person falls on the disc wheel. And we can kind of put them on a wheel with the rest of the team that they'll be joining. And it can show us exactly where they might fit in and how they might fit in with their team.
0: So there you have it. If you're not benchmarking your positions, you should definitely start it. That was Shauna Mosher. Thank you very much, Shauna, for being with us on Ask Anything. We really appreciate it.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you for listening in to this week's edition of Ask Anything presented by Mosher Consulting. We hope you enjoyed listening to Shauna Mosier, who was talking with us about job benchmarking. Join us next time when we continue to dive deeper with our resident experts and what they're currently working on. Send us your ideas or topics via our social media feeds. In the meantime, please remember to give us a rating and subscribe to our feed wherever you get your podcasts. Until then, so long, everybody.